This podcast is part of the Frederick Podcast Network. Learn more at listenfrederick.com. Here's in the Lot is partnered with the Hockey Podcast Network. What's up, everybody, and welcome to Beers in the Lot. Before we get going, let me just remind you about our shop at beersinthelot.com shop. That's where you can get t-shirts and other merchandise with Beers in the Lot logos on it. Also, check out beersinthelot.com for anything else you might be curious about about this podcast. And be sure to join the Discord at beersinthelot.com Discord. So for this week's episode, we had a special guest in Jeff Tyner, the writer and director of the beer league hockey movie called The Late Game. If you haven't seen the trailer yet, jump in Discord and we'll send you a link. Or just Google The Late Game Movie and I'm sure it'll come up. The guys and I got a chance to see the movie pre-release and I got to tell you, it is a dead ringer for the beer league experience. We talked with Jeff all about it, how he produced it and wrote it, and got all kinds of cool nuggets about how the movie was made. So here we go. Let's get into it. I see at least one pour there. Riggs, what are you pouring? I am pouring a uh, Jailbreak Brewing Company White Russian Cream Ale that is one of their uh, Big Lebowski uh, brews. So, oh, nice. Yeah, the label with the, with the dude practicing <laughs> Tai Chi in the living room. <laughs> yeah, sick. Uh, Johnny, what do you have? Uh, well, apparently because there's a winter weather advisory in Maryland somehow this evening as we record, which is shocking because it's like 46. Uh, the <laughs> mountains are blue, so I'm having a Coors Light. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, what are you having this evening, sir? So tonight I am having a, a Jackie O's Endless Echoes Hazy IPA. What do you got over there, Aaron? Well, uh, fittingly, I have a true beer league beer. I have a bush. Like, <laughs> and it's fitting because tonight our guest is Jeff Tyner, the writer director of the movie The Late Game, and uh, we're excited to talk beer league hockey with him. What What are you drinking tonight, Jeff? I told you guys a little earlier not to spoil it, but I'm with south of the border with a Modelo, um, Slim Pickens <laughs> at the grocery store. <laughs> nah, Modelos are always always in season. Yes, me. Very classy. It's, it's always <laughs> Modelo time. That's yeah, right. We're fine. Time. That's right. I, I, it was yeah. either a month or two ago. Aaron went went through a Modelo run. Oh, like yeah. three or yeah. four weeks, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> As I do. Yeah. Usually, what I bring. <laughs> always yeah. a good choice. Always a good choice. It's a good beer. <laughs> I'm actually going through my bush lights because I was on beer duty uh, <laughs> last last Wednesday. Again, so. <laughs> Some extras guys weren't weren't on their game. Didn't didn't finish them off but mm. anyway jeff tell us about the movie so uh, real quick though before you do i guess <laughs> we've watched it uh i know that uh that we all had good things to say about it but uh tell tell us uh tell us about the movie tell us your 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 elevator blurb on it <laughs> well i was right in the movie um sort of yeah my elevator pitch was always dazed and confused plus clerks speaks <laughs> beerly hockey was sort of just real quick right into it because that and simplifying it to just one night one beer league game i um struggled writing for a while and i was like you know let's just keep this as simple as it can be um keep it on beer league because i just think that's the widest reaching 
hockey audience there is and one of the weirdest and most fun (laughs) so yeah that's um that's how we kept it simple yeah and then just three years of writing 15 days of shooting and no sleep in those 15 days and that's kind of how we got there but yeah uh just real beer league budget beer league environment the whole way it's been it's been wild (laughs) that's awesome yeah i thought you really you really captured the uh the the late game beer league uh atmosphere for sure I was like, man, I I have seen this so many times just playing beer league. <laughs> Past ten. <laughs> yep. I love the uh yeah. I don't know if I should get into too much of the movie, but yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah, no yeah, spoilers. Are yeah. we are we giving spoilers? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well I so I have a I have a question. So you said it was fifteen days of shooting, three days of or three years of writing leading up to that, obviously. So I'm sure there were tweaks, edits, et cetera. So how much did you pull from either your current experiences, stories that maybe you've heard through the grapevine of cats coming into your team, hearing them, or I'm sure some of these characters have to be based on real life Sasquatches you've seen or heard of (laughs) throughout the world. Correct. Yes and no, as with everything. Yeah, um, <laughs> guys, guys on polys, those are mostly my friends. Um, so wrote them in because I knew I could count on them for a favor. Um, a lot of it's just my experience. Um, it's funny how that experience shifted. Three years is a long time to be in the writing phase. It wasn't meant to be that long, but just one thing after another. But when I started writing, I was kind of like Riley, the main character who has been off for a while, jumps back in. I don't know if you guys have ever had any lung breaks, but you just feel like shit when you come back. And oh, I yep. didn't have a lot of yep. coming back. <laughs> so it's funny how I started there and I'm writing, you know, first draft in, it was a short film. Second draft forward, it was feature length. And then in year two or three, like I'm no longer that guy anymore. Like I've gotten ingrained with the team. Shout out to the pizza boys. Um, nice. you know, just really, it's funny how you find, good, you find a good room. It just kind of all fall, falls together. And I'm reminded of how it used to be when I kind of was going through the script. So that was kind of an interesting part of being in that writing phase for so long as point of views change. Sorry, did, was there a specific no. question there? I kind of got rambly. No, just kind <laughs> of like, oh, no, I like, no, no I, I wanted something a little more like open winded like that. But like, you know, during that three years, like, were you kind of like playing on like a, you know, like a Tuesday night or we play on every Sunday? And then was it something like Monday morning fresh? fresh off of the experience kind of jot notes down had that work yeah so that's um that's kind of funny um i had struggled like i mentioned briefly struggled with writing for hockey because it was kind of information overload you guys play a long time you you know it's kind of hard to think about specifics and i had played in a game i was on free agent on a free agent team not i didn't really know too many (laughs) guys and we're playing a team of like 18 year olds and they were called i need to know this for certain but i think they were called the young biscuits and they're smoking everybody, but we beat them in a shootout, and it was just kind of like a while. Your goalie stood on his head. Shout out to my buddy Andrew. And kind of thought about that POV being the new guy, like in the movie Waiting. I don't know if y'all know that movie, but you have this new yes, guy yeah. that's kind yeah. of the audience. You go, you go through the ringer with him. I kind of like that dynamic of getting introduced to this world. Because, you know, try to explain Beer League to people who know nothing about hockey. <laughs> it's, it kind of gets weird that... <laughs> 
I don't know. Some people, there's a different level of cluelessness between people. I don't know, but it's kind of a hard thing to put in the words. So that's why I latched on the beer league. But yeah, then I use kind of that one game as use that as the bones, and then let's build a story out from that. Um, and then, so yeah, like the the good guy team are mostly my friends, and so I kind of wrote them in the story as themselves because they're not actors, and they did a great great fucking job i couldn't be more proud of them and then (laughs) kind of kept it minimal for the other team kind of made them a faceless bad guy team but you know you've got your your main bad guy uh chris curtis who plays chet which is um actually just like (laughs) for shorthand when i was writing the movie i just used like an actual douchebag's name i grew up with um i was just gonna say we've got a we've got a (laughs) sign specifics with the character um but the name had to really pick a good douchey name, and uh, every yeah. town has a Chet, dude. Yeah, yeah. Chris Curtis, I can't say good things about him. He was so good in the world. Um, yeah, that's kind of like the shorthand for it, for sure. Awesome. And I notice uh, behind you as we record, I see like, is that Team America, World Police, and then Hot Fuzz posters behind you? Yeah, I got you a take hot some fuzz, inspiration a from that. And then this is sadly, it's not as cool as Team America. It's a Captain America. Oh, it's Captain America. <laughs> oh, oh, it's Captain America. Oh, I thought it was Team America. I wish it yeah. was Team America, honestly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> print collector, so I've I've got too yeah. many of them. Awesome. <laughs> and by the way, I just wanted to shout out our poster for the movie is so much better than we deserve. Uh, my buddy John Embry from college illustrated it. Um, we'll awesome. have to send you guys one because it's I'm I'm really proud of that. But I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, no, no you're no. good, man. No, that's nah, awesome. We, we kind of just, well, you're clearly aware now. We just kind of word vomit and figure it out. Aaron does all <laughs> the other fun shit. <laughs> which which actually brings us to a good point. Like, I I watched to the end of the credits, and your name's all over it, man. You are you did it all. Like, you're the producer. You you did editing, too. Like, holy crap. You you made, you're the guy. You're the guy on this movie. Like, what what is what was that like? I had to carry a lot of water, but it was, it was my first feature, so yeah, it was pretty nuts. And it was mostly done out of necessity to keep keep our money spent in other places. And I can't right. say another word without shouting out Jeffrey Zucker, who's the other my co-creator with me, my um, main partner in this, and then our cinematographer Jeff Van Gerwen, the guy who just like he was so he was soft. He really elevated the movie. And then uh, our extra our other producer Taylor Rizzo, who plays Hubie in the film. Um, mm-hmm. the, one of the dudes in the, in the bleachers, he was our first AD and he, we had a really strong tight knit producers group who really, I mean, we were like the, the four plus Rachel high, our associate producer. We were the people who stayed after rap and the next day it was a team effort, but yeah, to keep costs down. that was my first feature of editing too. And that was soul sucking at times for sure. But I'm <laughs> I so work here. I've not done anything as long as a feature, but <laughs> I know that <laughs> I know that the, that feeling of the soul sucking feet. I mean, it, it sounds, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. It sounds like I said, I've never done something like a full length feature film, but man, yeah. it sounds like pretty dawning. Like what did you do? I mean, besides obviously the writing and some of it, like what did you do leading up to like this point in terms of, you know, getting this project, you know, essentially from start to finish, obviously the writing was, in and of itself a herculean feet plus the 15 days of shooting and doing a lot of stuff you know kind of bootstrapping it what, what projects do you do leading up to this that kind of like set you up for success man um i leaned on a lot of my friends who who um work in la who are just real pros f howard bj bales prim shaw eric mciver um 
they've been doing it in LA for a while. So I asked them a million questions. I got to second AC, uh, camera assist, but mostly the guy who does a little clapper, you know, um, on a couple <laughs> of their projects just to sort of, you know, really soak it in. Cause I went to school for film production, but just in my mind, I was like, I can't be a filmmaker cause I don't know how to do shit. Instead of like <laughs> LA or New York and kind of jumping in the trenches, I just said, I'll work in sports because I know sports. So I worked in the ECHL for the South Carolina Stingrays who are prominently featured in the film. Um, Dollar was really good to give them a big shout shout out. I worked in college football for a few years, uh, covering the University of South Carolina's football team. And then did worked in advertising, uh, marketing, mostly for cannabis products with Jeffrey Zucker. He hired me out to Denver in 2016. And I think that's really, I kind of took the next step of had better equipment, access to more things and a lot of work to just sort of hone in on camera. Even though I never, I don't, I mean, I, I shot our opening title credits, but outside of that, like, I don't have anything to do with any of the shots. Um, I leaned on Jeff Van Gerwen. That was part of it. It's like one of the first things I did was hire Jeff Van Gerwen because he he was the linchpin, as Jeffrey Zucker says. Like he, the filmmaker in his own right, but he but he just wanted to be part of a hot. He's a Canadian born guy living in New Orleans who just wanted to work on a hockey film. He reached out to me over Reddit and we just hit it off immediately. And I was going to shoot this myself just based out of necessity because I was like, I don't think we're, anyone's going to be like, hey, let me make a hockey movie with you. He saved the day because it would have been way shittier if I if I did that. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's hard to shoot hockey too, right? And like actually tell a story. Like it's one thing just to shoot a game and, you know, you're following the puck around in the play, but like you actually have to tell a story at the same time. Like I think I think that's probably very complex and very difficult. Yeah, we had the, so my original script had the, the hockey phase and action kind of stayed unchanged the whole way. And it took us like the opening goal of the movie out of 15 second sequence it took us six hours to shoot. And that was our oh. first real thing we're doing. And I don't know if you noticed, I'm body doubling out there a good bit. Uh, we didn't have Proton <laughs> for the first few days. So I'm, I'm having, on top of directing, I'm pretending to be Proton in the movie for a good bit. And um, <laughs> so I had a lot of really detailed scripted action. And not just goals and pen penalties, but a bunch of little, you know, think about all the beer league games you play. And there's a lot of little moments. I really wanted to knock out as many of those as possible. But we just didn't have the time. So after about day four, we cut... Four goal, four scripted goals. Um, originally, I think there were ten total goals scored. We cut four <laughs> of those, and then we just we improved a lot of dialogue scenes, and we improved a lot of hockey scenes. We would put, you know, we had this red Gemini camera, which was not just super expensive, but big heavy camera. So we actually watched the miracle behind the scenes, mm -hmm. and they had this on ice dolly that our gaffer Dalton Stout took a stab at and made it himself from scratch, and <laughs> like pucks from china to use as like the gliders on the bottom and i mentioned that they're from china because they were something was just off about them they weren't real if you were if they were out for warm-ups in one of your games you go what the fuck's going on here something's not right i'm from wish.com yeah 100%. Um, and yeah jeff van gerwen we actually got to talk to the cinematographer from miracle on the phone Oh, sick. He didn't he didn't give us a ton of info because apparently they used <laughs> the digital puck a lot in that movie. I wouldn't have known otherwise. Oh, uh, wow. Obviously didn't have Miracle's budget. So but Jet that <laughs> we're, me, me and Jeff Van Gerwen were going to work from the start was like, 
I love hockey movies. Um, Young Blood's my favorite one, and it's a as far as hockey goes, yes. it's terrible, but I fucking love it so much. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, and I think the problem with a lot Miracles, the gold standard, and then there's kind of a big gap between whatever anyone would consider number two is. I think there's this internal need or, or reflex to slow hockey down in a movie so people can follow it. Right. Miracle, they just lean into it. It's fast, it's heavy, it's hard, and I was like. I don't know how we do it. I was like, if it's just me with a handheld rig skating into the action, I'm going to do it. But if we're going to really go for this, like to be in the action, we need to lean into the speed. It helps that everyone in the movie is a hockey player. So we don't have to pre- worry about pretending that Rob Lowe knows how to skate. Like we can just, everyone in the movie. <laughs> thing. Oh. Yeah. Doing the puck pickups with his foot. Yeah, I know. Like he can really yeah, do yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's interesting you mentioned kind of like Young Blood's your favorite, and then you were talking about Miracle, how it's kind of like the gold standard with, you know, just the way it was shot in terms of the on ice stuff. Did you kind of like go back through like you know I'm thinking Slapshot, Young Blood, you know Miracle, obviously. Did you kind of study and kind of take certain aspects of those films as you were doing it, and you're like, you know what, I like that. I think I could do this better, or seeing something on screen like for Miracle or Slapshot and going, I want to do exactly that. I had every intention of doing that, and I just never got around to it. out of my head, and I keep saying because I'm just there's always a like Jeffrey Zucker and I must have done pre-production the role of 25 people. Like we had to do all these different things to save money, so it's just like I, that was always on my. I had a written list, I had a million written lists, and that was always on there. Like watch, watch Miracle, and then watch these other ones and see what doesn't work. Slapshot for being like really the first hockey movie, I think has the best on ice like cinematography work there is. I I, I think it, it's a, it's a different game back then, but right. it's faster in Slapshot than it is in most other movies after that. But yeah, no, I honestly had that intention and it just, we never really got around to it. Like I guess miracle, <laughs> like I, I, know, I know that one pretty inside out. Um, same with young blood of like what not to do, which is just don't shoot the yeah. whole movie in slow. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> other than that, like, um, Unless you have sick music, then you can do that. But yeah. <laughs> the last songs we licensed in uh, was is one of my favorites. It's a, by this band called Russian Circles. They're an instrumental band, and the song's called Young Blood. Um, and it's got to be and not as Perfect. as an ode to them. And almost it almost didn't make it in there. Thank God we figured out how to how to bring it in because that's what plays <laughs> in the beginning of the third period and a few other times. But yeah, that that's a little that's my little taste of Young Blood that's still in there. <laughs> <laughs> You had an original, uh, original song made for the the movie though. Too, I heard it in oh. the credits. It's, uh, who did like you know, kind of like local band or something? So shout out to my Pizza Boys teammate Mike Riley. Um, he's got he's one of these guys that has like the deepest uh, hockey rolodex. He's always bringing in subs that are way better than we deserve. Um, <laughs> we were sitting out for a beer after a game and he mentioned, like, I'm just complaining about like, I know music is going to be kind of a, a headache of a thing. Cause we just don't have the money to go out and get all these songs I want. And he's like, Oh, I got a buddy who's great. He's a fucking whiz. Like, and I've had a lot of people kind of offer up, Oh, I've got a guy who plays guitar or some shit. And I'm just like, I, <laughs> I'm very appreciative, but I can't just say yes to everyone who says that. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, let's, let's talk to him though. Cause Riley, Thinking if his if his uh, music contacts are even half as good as his hockey ones, I was like, this is a slam dunk. Um, his name's uh, Russell Hedman. He's a fucking savant, man. So he did. So the, there's the John Calamino rap. That's an original. That was the first thing he did for us. <laughs> oh God, um, that was yeah. great. That was 
the whole setup of the scene was the same, but it was like, um, it's basically John did it on his phone and it was just, there was no song. It was just like a, an ad reading. Yeah, he made that so funny. Um, there's the Kevin goal song. And then produced another track when the, the first period goal that Noel scores. Um, I'm, I'm fucking butchering <laughs> these, these spoilers. I'm not used to having to be secretive. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just fell on our lap again, just like with the poster, it's like so much better than our silly little movie deserves. Um, so yeah, shout out to Russell, Mike Riley, and then Sammy is the woman who does the vocals. Um, that, that song. Oh. Yeah. Really proud of that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I was, I was watching the credits and I was like, this song is about this movie. This is original yeah. score. This is awesome. <laughs> right. then, That's cool. Uh, Jeff Lubin also did like the score. Uh, so like basically all the music in the shootout came from him. And then we were able to license uh shout out to Kyle Swick. Our music supervisor got us a lot of the other music, like both credits tracks. Um, and then Brittany, I, I don't want to even try to say her last name because we only talked through email, um, but she got us the Edwin <laughs> McCain song and the Ted Leo song at the end, too. So mm. I'm really proud of how the soundtrack came together because that's that was always a big wild card. Yeah, yeah. It's there's only so many hockey sounds you can fill the uh, <laughs> fill the audio scape with. Right. Like you need, yep. you need something behind it to set the mood. I tell you yeah. what, though, that was cool, though. I noticed the Foley because. There was lots of like background sounds and like, oh, move it and like get it out, like all that. I, I know that they probably weren't saying from a hockey guy's player's perspective, it's like, that's a lot of chatter. That's more than normal. <laughs> but maybe, maybe my teams are just quiet too. But the, I can definitely yeah, tell. It's like, oh, that Foley is good though. <laughs> I heard a lot of, so we just had a, like up to six guys with lav mics. So oh, yeah. <laughs> the footage that I'm editing the whole time has the actual chatter. And the problem right. is, is just the quality is not good to stay in. So a lot of it is actually mimicking what the real chatter was. But yeah, I would say we probably add another 50% <laughs> more than should. I would, the <laughs> no, it helps though. Was the last thing we did. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I have a pretty chatter team. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, maybe, maybe our guys are just quiet. <laughs> our chatter is different. Yeah, yeah chatter is, is yelling at each other, just <laughs> random shit. <laughs> a few of those sneak in, but not as much as it should have. Like uh, my favorite one right. we had was Proton just yelling, "Someone ice the fucking puck!" And I'm like, "Yeah, I've, I've heard that a lot." <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> no, but that stuff is like critical for the the non hockey playing audience. If you ask me, though, like that's that's a big deal. It's like it kind of sets the uh, the mentality of like, hey, we, we're on defense and we got to play hard. We got to get the puck out of here. You know, like it, it definitely helps. Like from a hockey player's perspective, it sounds chattery, but, you know, it's 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 important. It's necessary, I think. <laughs> yeah, Jeffrey Zucker, who plays John Calamino, he's the he's my partner in making the movie. He was the most in character for the ADR recordings for On Ice Chatter because so much of his are just like, take it seriously. Like, come on, guys. Just a lot. I've heard a lot. Of, I've heard a lot. Of, so I'm glad awesome. he, we added some of that there. <laughs> Time out for just a second while we hear about our sponsors. We'll be right back. We know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. 
This week, new customers can bet 5 bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with code THPN. New customers bet just 5 bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY, that's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, bonus bets inspire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2024. All rights reserved. Is it new year, new you for 2024? Pure Hockey has the best hockey equipment, accessories, and apparel on the market to take your game to the next level this year. Maybe you made resolutions to improve your puck handling or passing. Maybe it's time to ditch that old stick and start the year with a fresh twig. Maybe it's time to refresh your NHL wardrobe for the race to the playoffs. Pure Hockey has it all. Whether it's training aids, the latest sticks and skates, or your favorite team's gear, get your hockey shopping done at Pure Hockey and use our affiliate link at beersinthelot.com slash purehockey. So, well, I was going to pivot since we're talking about like chatter and chirping and talking on the ice and everything. So, uh, Tyner, you're still playing, yes? So you're out in uh, the Denver area. Where are you playing? You you already mentioned the Pizza Boys, which was a good shout out. We love we love shout outs to teams. So where are you playing? Uh, how's that going? What's the league like? You know, all that kind yeah, of good I'm, stuff. Mentioned like yeah, I used to be O'Reilly, so I was a late add to this team. So when I was writing the movie, I was on two teams: the Pizza Boys and Dusty Buckets was the free agent team. Nice, kind of became the team. Um, that was a good, that was a great group, but then that league shifted from Wednesdays to Thursdays and that's just not a good day for me. So <laughs> now I'm actually a, a double pizza boys member, double pepperoni. Um, I'm, so we're in two different <laughs> leagues. Um, I'm actually proudly wearing, um, my DU championship hoodie. Oh, um, look at that. Nice. Oh, wow. Yeah. We, we were, we were a C league team that was winning all the time. So we moved up to B, which I think this is hilarious. They, they really try to not call things a leagues out here because that's like college and shit like that. But also you yeah. have to pay refs more. <laughs> um, mm. I'm like one of the worst dudes in this beer league in the B league um, at DU, which I'm totally fine with because it's a really good skate and there's usually less bullshit because it's a better overall skill. I play with guys that are way better than I should be playing with in that in that league, and that's a lot of fun. And then that's about half of that group, maybe a little more than half plays in it's called it's south suburban and family sports is actually the abs practice rink um yeah, yeah. so we split yeah. in the two rinks. so that's a monday and wednesday league or so one of one of the two each week and then sundays is du um so shout out to the pizza boys twice uh it's a lot of fun this the wednesday league the monday wednesday league's a little a little chippier i don't know a lot of a lot of chill teams actually that's kind of my favorite thing about playing out in denver is there's about 10 plus rinks out here. I can never keep teams straight from week to week. Someone will tell me who we're playing. I'm like, I don't fucking know who those guys are. So yeah. like kind of <laughs> out there, which is kind of nice. Usually there's always exceptions. You guys know. 
But um, yep. but yeah, no, it's a, it's a great time. I grew up playing in Charleston, South Carolina, where we only have the one rink. And I like I yeah. moved, like I said, I moved in 2016. And those last few years, I was in Charleston. It was toxic. I mean, the same four teams year after year. Yeah. Each other. It, was, it was not yeah very <laughs> yeah yeah that does it when you're playing the same teams every week for four years it tends to you build up some bad blood right like things that happened mm-hmm. two years ago show up again you know whenever and yeah it's it's not good i'm just yeah, too old for that shit i've recently ditched right? the visor i'm a guy i've got some shoulder pads now i'm getting old um i've yeah, still man. cut the shoulder parts off the shoulder because they, they yeah yes right. amen I've at least and ribs protected so uh, i'm getting more involved as things go on yeah 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 (laughs) no there's no shame no shame in the cage no shame in shoulders at all like you protect yourself it's fine we talk about this all the time because a lot of people they talk shit right they're like oh you know you have the birdcage on or you wear shoulder pads it's a non-checking league but you never know i mostly wear everything because i'm liable to fall and hurt myself so you know, it's it's not it's not about everybody else. It's about about I you. I switched. So. I realized how much subconscious bandwidth I was using to just like constantly be on the lookout for sticks because I, oh, I took yeah, a right? stick here when I was twenty three, and of course my dumb ass goes back to wearing a visor. But I mean, an inch <laughs> higher, I lose the fucking eye, huh. and that you know, like just fucking, it's stupid. Like I I loved being able to spit and not get it all over my cage uh-huh. <laughs> and being able to face off. And those, those were like the two biggest reasons I kept it. And I was like, that's not good enough. Like, let's just lose it. <laughs> yeah. I helped the guy switch over to a, a uh, cage. Yep. Yeah. Luckily, Daniel's, a teammate story helped. Pain. Yeah. Yeah. I, bro- I broke my jaw. Yeah. yeah. It was someone else. I was like, thank God. Yeah. 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 Danny's jaw broke, so ours doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Caught a stick in the jaw, and uh, well, welcome. he started wearing a cage after that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, that's normally all it takes, though. A close call. But for me, I went out my very first time I skated in Maryland, and a puck rolled up the stick, a stick, and literally bounced off my face. And I was like, all right, I'm putting a cage on. That's not, no fucking way. After one time out, <laughs> I get hit in the face with a puck. No. <laughs> take the smile only you know, once and i like to muck it up in front so uh, it's it's yeah. nice to just not have to worry yeah exactly and same thing with the shoulder pads and stuff too it's like okay yeah i i mean i do the same thing i cut off some of the, the parts on the the arms because they're just I, I don't need that much but yeah i'm not going in for contact yeah no right but like when one of the guys is way better than me takes a shot from way far out and it's going, it's humming like 85 miles an hour and I'm standing in front of the net and he's only shooting for corners. I don't want to catch one of those in the chest and have some sort of cardiac event from a hawk hitting me. Like, I'm, I'm not having that. Not having that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, beer league though. Great in Denver. Cause I'm finally on some, I mean, you can't take for granted being on a consistently good team. I, I've been on enough shitty ones that it's like, I'm really, I'm really grateful. <laughs> I'm uh I'm the I'm the third worst player on a very good team in beer in in the tails and the in the B league uh, you know in Frederick like which is you know the A league really because it's the yeah. same thing here like they don't want to call it A league right but it's it is there are like some, I'll, I'll clarify you know, there are A leagues that like 
we're definitely a step down from what I would call the best leagues in Denver, which I have right. I have no fucking business even sniffing, so I'm not upset about it. But yeah, I'm okay being the one of the worst players on a good team. I'll take that yeah, all man. day. Yeah, absolutely. I actually end up with more points in that league than I do in the in old fat ball guys, which is like it's supposed to be 35 and over like all levels and everything. I end up with more points in the other league because like I kind of know where to go. I'm not fast, but like I kind of know where to go and I can get my stick in the right spot and they'll hit me. And it, and then it goes in, right? Like bounce so it off it's yeah. yeah, it's <laughs> nice. Like more structure, less beer league right? chaos. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sounds like you have plenty of beer league experiences to draw on for writing. What's what's one of the craziest craziest stories you've got from that you've ever heard from your your hockey career? Heard? Oh man, I, don't, I, I the first thing that comes to mind is one I experienced pretty recently, um, maybe a year or so ago now at this point. But we have a we have a guy. Uh, shout out to Steve, former Yale lacrosse player. So he's thick, big fucking dude, strong as an ox, <laughs> and he's just kind of like a like a fucking bulldog out there, just like. Not seek, he's not finishing guys off with hits, but I mean, if if you're if you're near him, it's like gravity. You get pulled into him, and he's just he's not going down, you know. <laughs> um, so he ruffles some feathers for sure. We're playing a team. This is at the DU League, and they have this one dude who's really good. Like, don't get me wrong, but he's a fucking psychopath. <laughs> um, just I don't know, man. Just he's off. He's a weird, dude. And he, this dude is bare, I mean, on a beeline to basically destroy our goalie, might score before then, Tristan might make the save, but he's not stopping. He's going to crush our goalie. Steve intercepts him and then blows him the fuck up. And see, I'm sure he got a penalty, like, he's not going to dispute it, and the dude fucking McSorley's him. Oh, shit. I've never seen him go to full life. Dude, I mean, wow. thank God Steve didn't fucking die from that shit. Um, yeah. But, like, this guy, out of the league, thank God, even though he's, like, buddy-buddy, I think, with the guy who runs it. I don't know. But we haven't seen him <laughs> since. But, like, that's the kind of shit, man, where it's just, like, Jesus fucking Christ, dude. Like, but there's a line. Down. At some point, it oh, becomes assault. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. And I can't even, like, I don't even yeah. want to repeat what I fucking said to the guy, but I let him have it, too. <laughs> <laughs> Even on a relaxed environment like this, I just can't fucking do it. But like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not I'm proud of what I said. I'm the same way. Said, Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, we go back to youth hockey. I've I've played in a game where a guy got arrested and taken it for assault. Um, oh, Jesus. Uh, that's it seems it's, that was a seventeen, that was an eighteen year old kid, and when you're over thirty, man, like, bro, like, what the fuck are you even yeah. doing? Yeah. Yeah. Excuse. Yeah. 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 It's amazing how like we go through life and play beer league or even like there are stories from other, you know, adult rec sports beer league. We just so happen to bond on like there's so many people out there that are just emotionally unregulated. It's scary. It's like, what is going on? It's true. Like, I don't. I've actually gotten to where I I've caught the brakes on a lot of my uh, proactive shit talking because like I just. I don't want to light the fire on a guy who's going to fucking murder us all, you know, right. like, I don't know. I, gotta, yeah. I pick my yeah. moments. There's, there's some unsavory looking dudes these days. I'm, uh, I pick my moments yeah. now. Exactly. No, there's, no, there's, there's some there, unsavory no. cats. I agree. 100%. Johnny, Johnny, come on. You do not <laughs> regulate yourself at all. Zero. <laughs> yeah. Get Zero. out of here. Talk Get out of here. I'm not, I am not one to talk, but that being said, I can look around and I notice the mirrors 
pointing back at myself, and I'm like, man, there's a lot of cats like me. Jeez. So yeah. And <laughs> I think shit talk too. It comes down to the vibe, and then like, there's so many times like, if it's done yeah. right, you should both, you should both crack a smile when it's done. Honestly, when it's exactly. done right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's not always the case, is it? <laughs> Well, it's no, always no. kind of funny too, like especially like as you as you like kind of play against the same teams over and over. There's always a guy or two on the other team where you like you're friendly to some extent, where like you know, and it's always the same jag off on another team where you're like, "Geez, this guy's doing this shit again," and even his teammate is like, "Yeah, I know." Like we come out here at eleven thirty on a fucking Tuesday for this shit, like you know. It's like we all got to get up and go to work in the morning. Spoiler like, alert! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. All timer that we that we received in a game that we were winning was these guys. These guys I play with are good dudes, and they had some of their kids that are like seventeen, eighteen, hop out for a game. And one of them, honest to God, chirped us like, you know, there's like the defensive one. It's like we have work in the morning, but it, the kid was like, it was the tone of it. The delivery was so perfect. It's like, oh, what? You got work in the morning? <laughs> and it was just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was, he, yeah. we were so speechless. It was so, it was flawless. He, it was so good. he preempted it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, really yeah we have great. to, right. Like, <laughs> yeah, we have to go to work, pay taxes so you can sit in your dad's basement. Exactly. Like, yeah, that's what we got to do. Sorry, dude. Like, yeah. It, it, just, it, was, it was flawless execution. I was, I was really impressed. Huh. <laughs> So I got to talk about uh, a character in the movie that I relate to um, who is actually our competition. He's a member of our, of some of our competition and that being RA. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I don't know. RA. I don't know if that's competition, but okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Competition. We both are hockey podcasters. Yes. So we're talking about like a, a paper glider versus an F twenty two Raptor. Sure, go ahead. Yeah. Continue. Aaron. Yeah, Com- yeah, yeah. It's competition. Yes. Okay. <laughs> no, he's the he's the the surly rink manager who tries to throw all guys out of the locker room after the game's over and all that, and you know talks about like, hey, they just pay me to make a sheet. They don't pay me to fix it and all that. <laughs> as a, as a, as a yeah. former rink guy, Zamboni dude who used to throw out the beer league guys at you know midnight one in the morning. I, I definitely could relate to Ari. I was going to say, there. you didn't throw him out. That. You would always just you sit were there, there and let him play. Yeah, I was there. And I'd, yeah. <laughs> I'd have beers with him. No, nah, that was, I, I like that, that, uh, the addition of his, that character. And uh, you talk about how, uh, how you got, got their attention and, and, or got RA's attention to get him to be in the movie. Yeah. So that's all credit to Jeffrey Zucker. Um, he's done some business with some of the, the guys with chiclets and, they did a, I can't remember exactly. Was it a watch party? I think out here in Denver, the year the Abs won the Cup. I think it was the Western Conference Finals. I think it could have been the Stanley Cup Finals. Um, but that's where Zucker got to meet him in person, and was just like, I'd originally written that for my college roommate Aaron, so I kept him in the movie in sorts by naming the scorekeeper Aaron. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We kind of had this like Zippo's. I think we Versal could get name. We, we had him in mind for the ref at first, actually, and he was like, "I can't skate." And I was like, "Okay, well then, the Zam driver is right up your alley." And he was into it. We knew he had like kind of the acting bug from his his bit on Shorzy, and yeah. you know he talks about movies all the time. So yeah, Zucker floated it to him. He said yeah, and then Ray 
saying that this, you know, they get offered on chicklets. I'm sure guys are coming to them left and right saying, All hey, I've the got time. this. Yeah. And on Monday morning, we had a, a script, a contract in the, in the email ready to go. And he was like, oh shit, I guess these guys are serious. And <laughs> I was, I was serious. He was the one person I was like nervous about my first scene with. Cause most of these guys are my friends. And I think they were the ones who were nervous. So it was actually kind of that thing where I'm, I'm work, I'm, I'm calm because I'm trying to calm them down. Um, Excuse me. Hmm. With RA, I was like, oh man, is this guy going to big time me? Because I mean, he jumped on for one table read at a time. I might have talked to him for 30 seconds, like actually talked to him, not doing the scene. So I'm a little nervous. And dude, he was, he was the fucking best. He was so on board for anything. He, he took direction as well as anybody on set. Like I would, he, you know, if he was almost there, I'd be like, oh, could you just pull up on this and really go at him for this? And he'd be like, got it. Just, he, the way he fucking talks, like who could who could write yeah. that? Like you know, it's a yeah, line yeah. to start with. <laughs> kind of get it as scripted one line, and then I'm like, okay, this is the energy. Just fucking unload on this guy, however you think you should. <laughs> and he so good. And it's like if something gave me an idea, I just throw it to him, and he can crush it. And I'm the most thankful for him. So I mentioned we had to cut a lot of stuff. I had a very overt. Youngblood reference as a line. It was going to be, look where the puck is, asshole. And that was going to be like, I was like, okay, I can whittle it down the one Youngblood reference. I'm good with that. And when, hmm. I didn't even realize that was in the stuff we cut. And he uh. called Zach Bell Youngblood in a take at the end of the movie. Cause that was an improv theme. Oh, we, didn't, yeah. we didn't have any yeah, scenes yeah. with those guys. And I was like, well, these are our two big ticket guys. How to put them in a scene together. And he calls him Youngblood just randomly in a take. And I'm just like, okay, well, you fucked up because now you're going to have to say Youngblood in every single take because there's no way it's not going to be in the movie. Right. So I'm really, <laughs> uh, really pumped. I now have an overt Youngblood reference in there thanks to R.A. But he was the fucking best, man. And it was fun seeing him at the cast and crew screening because he was only there for five days um, and didn't really see anything outside of his scenes. And I, I didn't have like a bad attitude or anything, but I'm, I, I don't think... I think he expected a worse movie, I think, honestly, and was it was really cool to huh. watch him during it because he was just fucking blown away. He was grinning ear to ear the whole time. And he's <laughs> just he bats a thousand in the movie, man. Like every one of his scenes I think crushes. He's so good. That's well, awesome. You, you you can't beat the, you know, South Boston accent, right? And then the delivery is, you know, obviously, right? Like it's it definitely hits. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm, uh, I don't know if you guys got to see the the Red Band trailer that we launched, but, like, it was really important for us to have a trailer that, like, I can't even believe we have a trailer that's clean. That's, like, our one that's, it's blown up. <laughs> right? <all> well, <laughs> you know, that's, not, that's, I can't a, believe it. that was a really interesting thing because I think, like, like, we, we always quote, um, like, when we're talking to people, like, when we talk to the two podcast networks that we're part of, we always bring up the Gordy Howe quote that all hockey players are bilingual. They know English and profanity, right? Like it is, it is a huge part of the culture and how we communicate with each other. Like in a serious sense, I'm not like, this isn't a joke. Like it's, it's part of it. So like, I think it's, it's almost a necessity, right? To, to put something out like the red band trailer to draw hockey people in and, and show them like, like this is, this is going to sound bad, but like, this is a legit hockey movie. Like this is legit hockey entertainment because it does include that part of the culture. Like, I think that's super important. Yeah. I appreciate that. No, I think, um, 
I think we probably eclipsed the fuck mark that I would have set prior to shooting. (laughs) (laughs) I think part of that too is we did improv a lot of scenes. So there's, you know, I, there is like that sort of internal of like, Oh, I'm going to fill the space with a fuck or a shit. And maybe we could have pulled back a little bit, but I do think if, if nothing else, like it's authentic as can be, I mean, it's, you know, if you're in a beer league locker room, you're not batting an eye. And, uh, which is also, I can't believe we made it this far without talking. Like I was so pumped to get a dick in the movie. That wasn't scripted. That was a moment. <laughs> yeah, <off>. yeah. <laughs> one of those that was, that was just right off the bat. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah, was, like, uh, yeah. I mean, I've grown numb to the amount of wieners I see every week. You don't even think about it. You know? like, <laughs> yeah. You've answered my only <laughs> other question for the movie. Thank you. It was in a fugue state for most of shooting. And like, I so willing to take other people's ideas. We got a little bit of internal pushback about what we dubbed the peen scene. And that was the one area I dug my heels in. I'm like, no, it stays. And that was shout out to Proton. He, that was, so the whole shtick was going to be, it was just going to be my butt cheeks. And that was gonna be like, Hey, this will be my director's cameo. That's kind of funny. And Proton's like, I've got to show my dick. And I was like, Okay, let's do it. And <laughs> my favorite part about that is you see his wiener, and then the next shot, he's walking around. He's the in the hallway. Yeah. I'm sorry, I've got to shout out my pizza boys one more time. So, one more layer uh. of that is Proton's got a lot of very identifiable tattoos. So, we had to put his, his shirt on for that scene. And we have a little bit of a shirt cocking policy on my pizza boys teams where. Oh, it's frowned upon if you if you go shirt off first. You get you keep the shirt on, you drop the bottoms, you shirt cock it in the room. Uh, so that was one more fun way to shout out the Pizza Boys. That's a good rule. That's I like fun. Yeah, I do think it's funny you add kind of the, like the locker room culture because like I remember you know my wife who is now kind of accustomed to me vanishing on Sunday for hours on end um, playing and whatnot. But like, she thought it was wild that like, you know, we would shower and stuff. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, we've been doing this. Like if you, if you play like youth hockey growing up when you're like 14, 15, normally in a lot of places you get access to the showers, you you shower before you go home because you're just drenched in disgusting sweat because and it's, then it's gross. Yeah. Because it's disgusting. Yeah. It's a hygiene thing. <laughs> And then as you get older, you just keep doing it. And like Eric and I did a, a tournament in Hershey like two years ago. And we were, it was probably the first time ever in my adult hockey playing career. Like after the game, I was like, man, I really don't want to shower on these freaking, it was disgusting. It was like almost like still water. Like it was horrible. No, like we no, were like, the, no, the, the yeah. shower was the shower. The shower dream was backed up and it was like flooding the Dude. locker room. So there uh, were there was at there. least See an inch of water, right? Yeah, the like, rats oh. were coming out. Like they were like, "Oh, we gotta <laughs> escape the flood." It was gross. Yeah, but uh, that's, that's yeah, it is. Something you, it's, it's wild. That's one of those things where it's like you don't realize how numb to it you are. And then one of me and Proton's things. It's kind of <laughs> kind of mean, I guess, in hindsight. But like always really good like at a late night pickup, spotting someone who was uncomfortable with male nudity, and then just like immediately disrobing <laughs> and having conversations just like you know, little things you know it's fun it's just a good time so 
Yeah, that's. I'm actually. It, it's. I didn't understand how it was framed at the time. I would have changed my body positioning, but I'm the other guy in the locker room when you see the the penis. I, I'm bummed. Okay. I'm not more visible. I just. I didn't. I didn't think to look at the monitor first. So. I see what you uh, did that there. Was, that's clever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bummed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One of the one of the things that I thought was great about the movie was how relatable it is, and uh, I know when we were talking about it, we were like um, pointing out characters and people that we know, and we're like, "Oh, this guy in the movie is definitely this guy." And I, I know we 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 had probably somebody for every single player that we played with. Oh yeah, I, I thought that, that was so good. <laughs> Everybody. One worry we had was definitely like, "Is this too?" Like we're really worried. Is the Kevin stuff going to translate? And I, I, I was really certain it would. Yes. But then, like, I'm editing it for so long, and I'm like, are we all just dicks? Like Alex. So Alec is Alec Rush plays <laughs> Ryan. He's like, he was truly like the new guy on on set too. Like, no, he was like the one guy no one knew. And he, yeah, the, he's sweetest, sweetest can be, and super fucking talented. Like he was great. And but he would just be like, you guys need to lay off Kevin. And we're like, yeah, you just don't get it. Hang out with him for five more days. You'll... <laughs> <laughs> no it, it's that that's great because uh yeah like danny said like we were listing off guys and like the you know kevin the proton character like whoever like we we were literally naming off guys like even even on the young genos team like there are guys on that team that we were naming off like i know that guy or or <laughs> the zach bell character uh casey right <laughs> like he we know that guy like he he plays on john's and my team right now like he's super talented <laughs> just wants to play beer league just wants to have fun doesn't want to you know do all the other bullshit that the other guys are doing like yeah it's it's awesome i was i mean just like john said like you know you play a team full of douchebags there's usually one there's weirdly like one chill one person cool so like, guy yeah. right yeah that was always <laughs> sort of the thing built in is like okay we're gonna have a douche like my whole thing when writing it is like, how do we just have the least amount of actors I need to call favors in for? So like we kept, <laughs> thankfully, like Zach brought his boy Jordan, who's like, he's in the Gallagher jersey. He gets a lot of featured time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, with Chet, I got to just shout him, Chris Curtis, I got to shout him out again <laughs> because that was a role that like the first kid we, we cast kind of flaked out and we're literally a day from fucking shooting and we don't have our main oh. bad guy. I was like, if worst keeps come to it, I guess I'll be it, but I'm not fucking young. Like, how am I going to be I was like, I have to do it. I do. And thank God, um, Alex Fitzgerald's the C of... We used College of Charleston's club hockey team to be Geno's because oh, yeah. they had matching equipment. So I figured we rotate guys in. It'll be easier to kind of fill those spots. And Chris Curtis yeah. was new to that team. He's a local kid. He never even saw script the whole time. And I would just be like, hey, man him and asshole does this or that and i'm like well you're that asshole he's like oh i get it done <laughs> like that kind of shorthand is pretty cool Dude, he's so great and cool. he's such hey you, you guys are hockey guys so i haven't been able to talk about this with hockey guys enough yet it's been very <laughs> i haven't shown it to enough yet so i mean you look at chris as chet and he just looks like a good fucking player right because he is like he yeah. just, yeah, dudes, yeah. just they just look the part and yep I, I just can't imagine the movie without him. He's so fucking good at it. <laughs> I was going to say, Chris, he, that, that actor, Chris, looks exactly like the character that he plays. Like, 
when, when I imagine, I don't know. It's hard to see anybody else's face now that I like right? see him doing that that role. Like he's perfect. Oh yeah, he's I don't mean anything against him, but he's got a he's got the perfect look. <laughs> <for> <laughs> <role>. <laughs> and, and think oh, though, man. now what you have done throughout beer leagues throughout the world, guys will be getting yelled at. Way to go, Chet. You know, stuff yeah. like that. Like, it's just going to, like, start. Coming guys, yeah. I was also telling Zucker, I was like, we'll know that we've made it if a kid gets, like, suspended in peewees for doing the Noel celebration of flipping off the other. Oh, yeah, awesome. yeah, 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 yeah. That was so good. Flipping the kid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. influence for children. I love it. That's how you know it's a good movie. So the uh, the referee, uh, so I I have a little. Uh, it's not really a personal connection, but so Matt Mons, right? You know Matt Mons. Uh, well, I know him through like email and stuff. So, so I coached you, and and so he he works for my hockey, right? As like a regional, yeah, or whatever. So that's his new gig. He used to run the Ice yeah. Palace when we were growing up, so he was like the hockey. Yeah, yeah, director. right on. Yeah, yeah, and he's like big in Charleston, right? Like he's, you know, he's been down there forever. He's, and, he's been and, a coach. His, his kids are yeah. really fucking good. They went up to Canada and have won tournaments, and like he's a really good like youth coach in the OHL when he was like fifteen or so. So, my team is kind of we've had a season. We'll just put it that way, and uh, right. we're <laughs> so we're we're gonna cancel yet again on one of his tournaments on the East Coast. <laughs> <laughs> And we're very sorry. <laughs> what I like to, uh, one line about Matt Mons that I love to tell people is no one was on set less and complained more than Matt Mons. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, he played ref. his role yeah, well. Though. Typical ref. Yeah. yeah. So I used to work at the Ice Palace in the pro shop. Um, a cool moment was to realize 15 years later, I still remembered how to sharpen skates. Um, so that was cool. But yeah. Matt Mons is the hockey director and I worked in the pro shop and then I hated the GM of the rink. And then like the second I leave GM, it's fired and he became the GM of the ice palace. So he, <laughs> my mom, my mom is in love with Noel. Um, and she Googles huh. Noel's name. And the, one of the first things that comes up is like the discipline report from the ice palace where Matt Mons like <laughs> banished him from beer league. He permanently <laughs> suspended Tyler from beer league. Um, so he had, he had suspended most of us that were in the movie. So that was, that was a fun yeah. dynamic on set too. That's awesome. <laughs> we're like Great. doling out disciplinary issues. Jeez. Yeah. He was a curmudgeon. So like, if you caught him on the wrong day, that's what happened with Tyler. It had to be like, he was just having a bad day. Tyler comes across the desk, banished. I'm done with it. <laughs> <laughs> he was great honestly like um we actually had two ref characters in the script and um our buddy jeff lubin who does the music in the movie he was like yeah, yeah i can skate i can skate i'll be the other ref and he shows up he's like oh my god i can't skate guys i thought i could I, can't. <laughs> I was like well i guess we're only doing one ref <laughs> yeah <laughs> Shout out to my brother Kirk. He uh, he was was Matt's body double, and he he makes a few shots of the movie. I'm pretty pretty stoked on that. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Well, Jeff, what uh, what kind of stuff do you have coming up uh, regards to the movie? You got any anything in the near future planned? 
So yeah, we've got on February 16th, we're going to be in Hoboken, New Jersey, ahead of the Stadium Series games with a couple of live screenings. So that's Friday the 16th. We have one at 3.30 and 9.30 p.m. at the Mile Square Theater. I hope I said that right. Um, but we've got, a, if you go to any of our socials, if you go to the lategame.com, we have a link tree with all of our links, follow the late game on all the social medias. We've got an Eventbrite um, link for tickets. We've got some early merch out. We'll have a lot more merch to come. Our poster's really sick. So buy that if you're into it, cause it's a beautiful work of art. And then in March, we're still working with particulars, but we're going to be at the Minnesota high school hockey championships. Oh, wow. Um, and we're ironing out the venue, but we're going to be there. We're going to we're going to take this a few other live locations for live screenings. But those are the, the two. One locked in and then one's almost fully locked. In. Awesome. Right on. And then you said uh, it's it's going to be available to rent like on uh, where where is that going to be? Like, wh- how are people so going to be able to get to it uh, once it's available? Yeah, yeah. So the actual sort of official streaming release date is TBD. It won't. Like first week of March at the absolute latest. I don't think it's going to take that long, but it'll be available to rent on Amazon. Um, so you know any any smart TV with the apps, all that jazz. It's it should be pretty straightforward. And um, can't wait for that because everyone wants to see it. Everyone, everyone that I know wants to see it. So hopefully the mm-hmm. hockey community beyond that will feel the same way. So you grew up on the East Coast, so this should be somewhat simple. Late night, got a few pops in you. Let's just say it's midnight, maybe one thirty, whatever. Late night eat, like a Sheets, Wawa, Bucky's, Circle K, any of those places that do like MTO subs or whatever. What is your go-to order? What are you getting? And the full gamut. So if you're getting chips, drink, whatever, what are you getting? You guys are after my heart right here. This is this really this is good stuff. <laughs> um, so if I'm, let's just say I'm back home in South Carolina. Pro, if let's say we're after midnight, I think that'll narrow it down some. I'm going to cookout. I don't know if we have cookouts in Virginia. Oh yes, I think um, there's one in Virginia. I think I've heard of it. Yeah, cookouts. Great. But like, they basically it's like you know it's like it's a burger place, but instead of just doing a combo of fries and a coke, they call them trays. So you pick your entree, which can be burger, corn, multiple corn dogs, chicken sandwiches, <laughs> shit like that, um, and then the sides can be like quesadillas nuggets chili more corn dogs it's a deep (laughs) ass bench so i go i do the big burger cheese lettuce tomato onion ketchup mustard um then i'm doing chicken quesadilla and chicken nuggets as the side and then (laughs) they're one of the few places that have cheer wine on the fountain so oh there you go there you go yeah yeah and then i'm feeling like shit for the drive home uh because i grew up like 45 (laughs) minutes from charleston so like when i'm back home i'm usually making the drive back to my mom's house um Mm -hmm. so yeah i'm 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 devouring that in the parking lot and then i'm just like sweating it out (laughs) (laughs) you have like two bags of concrete in your stomach as you're driving home yeah (laughs) so good i mean if time's not an issue i mean i could talk like that was another thing about we wanted the movie set in the south and like we shout out a few of my favorite restaurants um we get a lot of love the waffle house and bojangles is more of a a, a quick reference but i'm a big bojangles guy too nice i know where yeah, we're yeah. at we're about to get a bojangles so yeah, we are i've never been to a it's a bit it's so good yeah. oh. I know. <laughs> also I also winchester time. yeah winchester has bojangles and cookout 
Oh wow! Oh, wow! All right. Fun yeah. fact. Yeah. <laughs> have you had the yeah. Have you had the Cheerwine beer? This is news to me. Yeah, we yeah. had a uh, we had a listener send us <laughs> yeah. uh, some Cheerwine beer. Yeah. 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 Ooh, that was great. I love it, but oh, I love it in the fountain because the cans are great. But boy, is it a race to the clock before it goes flat. I don't know how they make sodas, but I think they're going like, far wrong. Yeah. Well, it's still carbonated. It's so good. I'm not. It's funny you mention that because I'm not a big soda guy. Like Taco Bell, I'll always get a Baja, but uh, but yeah, like I had the Cheerwine. I'm trying to remember, like a year ago, something like that, and I was like, oh, this isn't bad for soda. And then after I finish it, I'm like, now I know why I can't drink soda. I wouldn't drink <laughs> yeah. anything else. Like I would I'm just be tremendously for, for my own needs. But when I'm, like I said, if I'm back home, it's after midnight, and I'm driving past a cookout. I get fucked because I'm having it all. <laughs> yeah. Cookout is good. Cookout is good. Yeah. Spectacular. Well, Tyner, thank you so much for your time and coming to talk to us. This has been great. We really appreciate that you you came to to talk to talk to us about the movie and to let us get a little sneak of it too. That was that that's yeah. really cool. It's a great I'm movie. Super excited to see uh, the rest of the hockey community pick up this movie and say the same things that we just said. That it's immediately relatable. It's it's so it's so spot on. Like it's it's just it's perfect, really. <laughs> so I I'm, I'm super excited for for everybody else to see it so that we can talk about it with them. <laughs> but Dude, uh, again, thank you so, so much. much for coming uh, on, man. Thanks for having me. This has been a blast. It's, I love, like I said, started listening to the show pretty recently, but I've, I've loved the flow. I love the, the vibe of Beatly. You know, I, I think it's, like I said, I don't think there's enough. I don't think words fully out yet. Like people need to realize that this is everywhere uh, and it's awesome. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, you guys, uh-huh. you guys got a fan now. Um, I'll, I'll jump back on anytime you have me. This was awesome. Hell yeah, dude. That's great. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Hey boys. All right. That's it for this one. Thank you for your listen and for your support. We appreciate all of your likes and ratings and reviews and subscriptions on the various podcatchers. Keep them coming. We appreciate every single one of them. I know I speak for the rest of the guys when I say have a good one and we'll catch you next week when our new episode drops on Wednesday. See ya. See ya.